So as we continue to look through the book of Proverbs, we come across this great, well, need that we have. And that need is to pursue a disciplined life. Now we've talked about pursuing wisdom and how important that is. We've talked about taking initiative. We've talked about doing good, and today we are going to look and delve more deeply into what does it mean to develop discipline. You know, I had a friend just this last week who emailed me to say how much he actually really appreciated Proverbs, that he'd never really spent a lot of time in Proverbs, but as he's been reading it, he said, you know, Proverbs is a lot like me. It's just straightforward and tell it like it is. And I can appreciate that. I love how it just tells you how life works. And if you want to get the most out of life, here are some general practices to do. Well, today's Proverbs tell us that the most indispensable tool that we as believers in Jesus Christ have at our disposal is discipline. I mean, without discipline, we can't live productive and satisfying lives. Proverbs 13, 18 says, Poverty and disgrace are for the ones who ignore instruction, but the one who heeds discipline is honored. You know, there is a kind of a problem with discipline because the problem is it often conjures a negative image that is really framed in what you might call punitive terms. Such as, when we think of discipline, we think of a child having to sit in time out. We think of a, a soldier being yelled at by a drill sergeant, maybe having to do push-ups. Or maybe a student placed in in-school suspension. Or we just generally think that, you know, discipline is this oppressive pattern of rigid routine and daily deprivation. Now that may be my kind of definition because that's how I feel when I'm on a diet or on a workout regimen, right? However, if I see discipline as these things and these things only, the thing that makes my life miserable, then I really have missed what the biblical understanding of discipline is supposed to be. Because discipline is not the antithesis of living a happy, meaningful, and joy-filled life. The truth is discipline is the indispensable tool that God gives us to help us to make life work better for us. I mean, if you think about it, discipline really is the only way we become good or proficient at something. You want to learn a musical instrument? What do you need? Discipline. You want to learn to speak another language? What do you need? Discipline. You want to play a certain sport and do it well? You're going to need discipline. I mean, the list here just goes on and on. I want you to just take a moment and think about your own life. 
Think about all the things that you have achieved in your life. Did you achieve any of it without using discipline? Have you ever done anything in your life that's special without discipline? Your career, your hobby, your marriage, raising your children. All of these things take discipline. Now, we're going to look at a, a few points that will allow us to apply discipline more effectively in our own lives. And the first point is this. Aim high. Aim high. Do you want to become more disciplined? Well, you're only going to do it if you establish a high goal. If it's a low goal, you won't need discipline to get it. You'll just say, oh, look, I did it. I'm done. I can move on. But no, I'm talking about something that is lofty. Something that means you're going to have to aim high. Now, here's the thing. If you, don't, if you want to just go through life and you want to just be minimally challenged in your job, you just want a few casual relationships, you want a passable spiritual life with no real depth, then here's the thing. You can leave right now, okay? Don't listen to anything else this preacher's got to say. I'm just going to confuse you, you know? Because if you're not interested in that stuff, if, or if you are interested, you don't need discipline. You can get all of it without discipline. However, if you really do want to have high goals, if you want things that are going to take time to reach, things that are worthwhile, well, then we all better learn how to develop discipline within our lives. Now, here's a secret to it. And the secret is, we have help. We have divine help. We have things like prayer. We have Christian friends. We have accountability groups. We have opportunities to fellowship with one another that we can continue to lift each other up and help each other through difficult times. As we are aiming high in our life, we are going to need the support that only can be given to us in Jesus Christ and through the body of Christ, the church. And that's a good thing. We have help, but we still got to aim high. And so the question that you need to ask yourself today, is my current goals high enough to demand of me that I need to develop discipline? Are my current holes high enough that they demand that I develop discipline? The second point is this, and that is we need to practice delayed gratification. M. Scott Peck, in his book, The Road Less Traveled, defines delayed gratification as Nothing more than arranging the pain and the pleasures of life in such a way is to ensure and enhance the season of pleasure 
by facing the pain first and getting it over with. In other words, first the pain and then the pleasure. First the discipline and then attaining the goal or moving significantly forward as we attain the goal or reach for the goal. Now, I don't know about you, but I learned this early on as a kid, right? Well, let's be honest. I'm still kind of learning this. I'm learning things like uh, when I was in elementary school and I would sit down and eat as a family and I'd get my plate, what I'd do, I ate my vegetables first so I could enjoy my meal, right? I still do that. (laughs) Or what about this? Do your homework first. And then the rest of the night or the weekend is yours. Again, I'm still kind of learning this. All right? It's not easy. We're developing discipline. We're not just there just yet, but there is something to gain by looking at how do I put the pain first. And then what it does, it also gives my pain meaning. It gives my discomfort meaning because I'm moving towards something. I'm moving towards something bigger, something that I can attain only through if I do the work first and then get to the reward, get to the learning. If you pay the difficult price now, you will receive a wonderful payoff in the future. This is so important for the way that we live our lives. And let's be honest, this whole thing about delayed gratification, this is countercultural to what we live now. In the world in which we live now, we're told, hey, if you want it, go get it now. Don't wait for it, just do it. Do what you want, do what you feel at that moment. But God says to us, no, there's a better way. I mean, let's be honest. We really are in this time of instant gratification. You know, I know many of you probably ate breakfast this morning. And so I'd have to ask the question, well, did you go out and milk a cow? Right? Did you you go out and, and, and pick up the eggs? Did you, did you do all the things you're supposed to do in order to have that meal? Or no, you actually had it. Matter of fact, you may have eaten this thing called instant oatmeal. And you may have gotten tired of going, I can't believe I have to wait 60 seconds for this to become edible. We have to learn that we need delayed gratification and that we live in a world that preaches to us, get what you want and get it now. But we have to understand there's something better coming. If I'll continue to apply myself, if I'll continue to work in discipline, I'll get to my high goal. But it happens only when I delay gratification. The third principle is the principle of advanced decision-making. Now, Proverbs 5, 7 through 14 kind of talks about this. 
What we have here is a father really is having that talk with his son. And it's a talk about staying away from sexual sin. And the father's basically saying, you know what? You need to make that decision now. Because you won't make a good decision when your hormones are involved. So I took that passage, Proverbs 5, 7 through 14, and I did a paraphrase of it, okay? So here's my paraphrase for you on this day. And this is, again, a father telling his son, make your decision in advance, my son. Make this decision while you are still thinking clear. And your mind is what is in control of your body. And consider the consequences of your actions and how ungodly action can bring ruin to your life, both personally and in the larger community. You want to avoid sin, start by avoiding temptation. Decide now. You know, my friends, in the midst of powerful temptations, few of us are strong enough to make the right choice. I mean, that's also what Proverbs 6, 27 and 28 says. Can a person scoop fire into their lap and not burn their clothes? Can a person walk on hot coals and not burn their feet? We need to take our sinful nature seriously. And that sinful nature basically says this. If there is a sin out there that can be committed, I can do it. Not only can I do it, but I can do it almost better than anybody who's ever lived can do this. That's how sinful I am. Again, let's not think too highly of ourselves. Let's have an understanding of who we really are and then have an understanding of our need for God and God's grace and God's love and God's help in being vulnerable to temptations. And so that's why we have to make our decision now. Because I promise you, there's something out there that will snag you if you have not made a decision in advance. Maybe it's not just about sexual sin. Maybe it's about money, right? Maybe it's about power. Maybe it's about, well, just fill in the blank. Make a decision now. You know, a part of what it means to be a mature Christian is to really understand how vulnerable we are and how we need help in our vulnerabilities. And that comes with God's help in developing discipline for how we live our lives. And lastly, you know what we need? We need many celebrations. We need many celebrations. We need to celebrate discipline, right? When we get to 
points in our life where we've lived been disciplined, we can say, you know what, thank you, God. Thank you, God, for this opportunity. You know, whether it is you, you graduated, or you got married, or you have an anniversary, or you have a birthday. I mean, these are things we all seem to have in our life, but do we really make them into those many celebrations in which we say, Lord, I got this far because of discipline. My family is where we are today because God has helped me grow in discipline. My marriage is where it is today. My life is where it is today because of discipline. I'm getting better all the time. I mean, God knows that we need to be disciplined about the important issues of life. But also, God knows that we need plenty of room to celebrate life, to experience freedom and pleasure and playfulness and joy. Because those are the things that kind of give life. Because here's what happens. If we become so devout to discipline and we kind of live a rigid life, and yeah, we accomplish a lot of things, but then we lose contact with our heart, have we really achieved anything? Or have we just kind of become a robot? That's not what we want. We're looking for a, a completion and a wholeness to life that holds in balance this understanding of what it means to be disciplined and this understanding of what it needs to celebrate and to enjoy the gift that is given. And they go together in a beautiful kind of way. You know, when I got up this morning, I must confess, I got up and I was feeling pretty good. I mean, I was feeling really good. I was like, you know, what a beautiful day. This is the day the Lord has made, and I get to come and spend it with the people of God, with my church family. And I enjoy this time. I enjoy getting to shake your hands and see how things are going and talking about life, right? I, I love this. This is fun. I mean, I felt so good today. You know what I thought to myself? I thought, you know, today I'm going to run a marathon. Is that true? Could I just go do that right now? I, just because I feel like it, because I feel good. Can I do that? And the answer there is no. I don't even know if I could run from my couch to the fridge, okay? <laughs> because something like that, it takes more than good feeling. It makes, takes more than just a positive can-do attitude. It takes more than self-will. I cannot will myself to complete a marathon. But I can do this. If I decided today to run a marathon, I could start working towards it. I could use the discipline that God has given to me and continue to work at to get to that point. Now, I like to believe that's true. I don't know if it really is. I mean, first thing is, I think an angel of the Lord's going to have to appear to tell me to do something like this. But I think you get my point here. 
right? There really is nothing you can't do. But I promise you won't do it without discipline. Ultimately, God has given us this amazing tool, a tool for living our lives. Discipline. So I want to end today with this question. Will you use it? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.